you can incorporate this into a hybrid event. So you're mm -hmm. right. We can get back to some normalcy, if you will, to meeting in person. But I think now this opens the door for there always to be a virtual hybrid solution. You are listening to the Brilliant Events and Venues podcast, the podcast for savvy event professionals who want to learn unique ways to engage attendees at events, cool places to host them, and everything in between. Thank you for tuning in to episode 18 of the Brilliant Events and Venues podcast. My name is Shantae, and I'm the project manager for Scavenger. And I'm excited about today's show because I have a special guest and her name is Jill Slater and she is a managing director of Helms Briscoe. Now, today's topic is about gamification at virtual events. This is going to be a good one, everyone. And before we bring our guest on to today's show, I would like to share a little bit of information about the previous episode other brilliant events and venues podcast, as well as today's inspirational quote. If you missed episode 17 of the brilliant events and venues podcast, as always, it is a must listen. In that episode, I shared information on how to get sponsors for your events. And the tips that I share can really make a difference in your sponsorships. So make sure to go and check it out at scanvengerhunt.biz. When you get there, click on the link labeled podcast to listen to that episode as well as previous episodes. Now, the inspirational quote that I chose for today is from Albert Einstein. And this one really spoke to me. So I thought this would be a really good one to share. And here it is. The true sign of intelligence is not knowledge, but imagination. I'm going to share that one more time. The true sign of intelligence is not knowledge, but imagination. I'm just going to let that one just sink in. So let's move on in to today's episode. So we are going to share some really good information and it will be about gamification at virtual events. And as mentioned, her name is Jill Slater and she is from Helms Briscoe. So Jill, welcome to the Brilliant Events and Venues podcast. Thank How you. are you today? Well, I am doing great. I am super excited about this and have to have the opportunity to chat with you. Awesome, I'm excited too. Now, Jill, I like to have fun. You know, we're we're into gamification and cool things like that. So we're going to start today's show with an icebreaker. And as we know, there are just a fun way to get people going, get the energy flowing. So what I would like for you to do is to share your superpower with the audience. Oh, OK. Sounds great. Well, I think my superpower is making people feel included, inclusion. I think people like the fact that if I'm at an event or um, that I make them feel validated and welcome and try to support them in whatever they're trying to do. So I think inclusion. That's awesome. What about you? Well, Jill, I think we have a lot of things in common. So <laughs> but my superpower is that I have the power to make my clients feel like they're my only one. Oh, I love that. 
I yeah, it's good. That. I think you absolutely do that. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's kind of like a gift and a curse at the same time. Because sometimes <laughs> I'll get text messages like on a Sunday, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's okay because you know what? A, a happy client is a good client. So if that's what it takes and, and really I, I get pleasure out of that. So it's really good. It's good for everybody. So I appreciate that. I think it is good because I think right now, particularly, people are not feeling special and supported. So I think the fact that you can do that, you know, gives them a, a little extra boost right now. Jill, thank you for sharing your superpower. Like I said, I think we have a, a lot in common when it comes to dealing with people. Um, <laughs> I think we do. We're kindred. Yes. Yeah, I think it's necessary for the industry that we're in to be able to connect with people. I think that's important. I think that's very important. I agree. Yes. So speaking of the industry and the name of the podcast is Brilliant Events and Venues, we get an opportunity now to share our views on what we think makes events brilliant. So Jill, share what you think makes events brilliant. Well, I think it, it's when it connects people, it's when it educates them on new possibilities. And I think that's when you and I first started talking about scan trivia and how even in a virtual world, it could bring people together. It could connect people that don't know each other or it could reconnect people that, you know, know each other from the past. Um, and I also think, you know, the other way an event is brilliant. If I think about a great event I've been to and days and months later, I'm still talking about it. I'm still talking oh, yeah. about a great time I had or, hey, I met Shantae and it was great because, again, we have some synergy. We're going to be able to work together. So I think that's what makes a brilliant event. That is so true. That is so true. I totally agree. And connections, yes, that is so major. And I'm just going to talk about traditional events right now because I like to reminisce on the past. I miss yeah, those days. Right. We're missing it. <laughs> yes, we're missing that, missing that connection. But that, that's a major part of it too. You're right. It's connecting with people. And what we do with Scavenger is we have Scan Trivia, which is a way that we have people connect with each other. And, you know, we did this in different ways. Again, speaking from the traditional events um, that were going on, you know, back in 2019, early 2020, very early 2020. Um, but yeah, connecting people with each other. We did that a number of ways with gamification specifically and by way of the interactive networking badges, the interactive right. signage, you know, cool things just got really people, get people to really talk with each other. Um, and of course, having the expo hall piece and the breakout sessions and just having the scan trivia platform at events that way. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to getting back to the uh, traditional settings, but I think, and I know we're going to go into, into the next segment, but I think that um, virtual events, there's opportunities for people to connect with that as well. I think so. And, you know, one of the things I love uh, with your gamification is the leaderboard. I think by nature, even though we may say we're not competitive, boy, you start gaming with people and all of a sudden we can, I'm dying to get in, you know in front of you and score a few more. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that definitely has brought out the competition, that secret competitive spirit in people. Even those who don't say anything, right. they're secretly watching the leaderboard. We've seen that. <laughs> Right, out of the corner of my eye. Exactly. Yes, definitely. Definitely. 
So Jill, we had some really good conversations about our superpowers, right? And and the fun that we had at the traditional events and just connecting people with one another, you know, just through the badges and just having those connections and conversations as everyone gets together physically. But because of the pandemic, there's been some changes that have had to occur, hopefully just temporarily. Yes. Um, yes, definitely. But there's just, you know, some changes. And we have a, a phrase here uh, in the company we have called pandemic pivot. It's the hashtag pandemic pivot. And basically, that's just something that we use to describe how you had to pivot, how businesses right. and even planners have had to pivot as a result of the pandemic. So what have you seen, like, uh, you know, from other planners and other organizations, what have you seen that people have had to do as a result of the pandemic? Well, you're absolutely right. And I think pandemic pivot is perfect. I mean, it really encapsulates what's happened. And I think, you know, very early on, we really didn't understand the depth and length of this. Um, And I'm not even sure we still do. So as you can imagine, in the very early phases of this, much like you, we were very close to our customers, helping them move their meetings uh, to later in the year or even to next year or different years. And we were working with our hotel and city partners to find workable solutions for everybody. Um, and then as, as things moved forward and we kind of got in a groove of moving and canceling meetings, we then started trying to you know, come forward with some alternate options to help our clients who had either never hosted a virtual meeting or even talk about a hybrid meeting. And that's really where you and I met was when we were trying to talk about how we could bring gamification uh, something new and exciting to our clients to, you know, provide a virtual component to get people engaged and excited in something they'd never done before. Um, right. Yeah. And that's exciting. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, I am too. And I think that, you know, what's kind of the, I mean, there's still a lot of fear out there, but I think once the fear waned a little bit, I think people are more open to it and they're more excited to see, okay, if we're going to move into this virtual and hybrid world, you know, how are we going to make it exciting? Because as you know, content is king. And from what we're seeing, the content has to be better online virtually than it is in person. At least that's what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to take what you would normally get, for example, in the expo hall. I'm speaking from that piece because that's normally where we're working with our clients. But right. taking that experience, you walk into an expo, you got music, you have food. <laughs> You know, in some events, they may even serve alcohol at some of the booths, you know, so you have that full on experience. Plus, you have that hands on experience of, you know, the the demonstrations that go on at the booths. And then now to take that and put it online in a virtual environment. um, That's different. That's very different. Well, it is. And I think everybody's heard of, you know, I don't want to throw Zoom under the bus, but Zoom fatigue and webinar fatigue. And I think that's where you know, we started an uh, an educational webinar solution every week. And again, that's how we engaged with you and had you present to our customers and prospects about, you know, how they could add a component to it. Because I think in the beginning, everybody was so fearful. What am I going to do? I'm just going to, you know, really replicate online what we would do in person. Like you said, that's impossible. And so right. by bringing in gamification, which is really exciting, it, it took a little of the burden off of them to make everything exciting. 
So it allowed people to network and really kind of understand, you know, maybe from a different angle, what's going on at the meeting virtually. Right, right. And just to touch on that, like with the gamification piece, just so the listeners know, so the planners know, it's for scan trivias, I can speak of specifically, it is one of the easiest I have seen, if not the easiest oh my to implement. <laughs> It is. And the fact that you don't have to download anything and that, you know, you can use your phone. And so because I think that's what everybody worries about. You know, what about my information? Am I going to have to download something? What if it doesn't work? I mean, it was easy as using our camera over the QR code. And then it was, you know, really cool how the questions could come up from different sponsors and different exhibitors. So, you know, you're really engaging from that perspective. But it, it was just super fun. Thank you. Yes. And you know what? That's what we hear. Like we ask clients, what was their opinion on it? Or what was their thoughts on it? Or even when we have a, a poll question that the attendees can answer at events and their response is like, it was easy. It right. was fun. Right. I got to engage with the exhibitors. I learned something that I wouldn't have known otherwise, you know? So yeah, definitely. Well, um, I think so. And I think, you know, the other thing we hear is that uh, in this virtual world, which I know we're going to talk more about, maybe some people who are not quite as outgoing as you and I, it's given them an easier way to kind of network with people because, you know, they don't have to walk up to somebody they don't know to network. You know, they oh, yeah. use the game as a softer way to be introduced and say, oh, I, you know, I answered one more question than you or, oh, you beat me. You're you're ahead of me. And and then, in it, you know, it engages a conversation where maybe there wouldn't have been one there before. That is so true. That is so true. And I think what you're talking about is that leaderboard because right. that's what happens. They'll see that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and they'll see a person's name badge. You're like, oh, wait, you're Jill. You're the one that's right. the number one spot. You know, I'm going to catch you, you know? So yeah, that, that just makes it so much fun. And gamification, it just brings out, and I don't care what anybody says, but gamification brings out that inner child. Everyone wants to have fun. Oh, I mean, you're sure. at the event. Right. You're in workshops all day, you know, and we actually have integrated scan trivia into the workshops. It'll be in the breakout sessions, in the expo hall. So it's everywhere. So now it's like, not only are you attending a workshop because you're trying to get your CE credits or whatever. Now it's like you're actively listening because the questions that are presented, they're now part of the platform and getting them right gets you points, which shows up on the leaderboard, which right. gets you more points, you know, which you can really kind of brag at that point, you know? Well, um, and I think yeah. the fun aspect of it, I think, you know, right now, because there's been so much negativity going on, I think just the fun aspect of it just, you know, really lifts everybody's mood. Yes, yes. And we all want to be in that happy space, no matter where we are, even with things we going do. on. We're reaching for that, right? <laughs> Indeed, we are. Yes, yes. Very good. So now let's just kind of go back um, to where we were talking about the pandemic pivot. I'm just going to share from our perspective, just as a project manager, what I've seen with my clients right. and things. And I say that the biggest impact that was felt was in March of this year. It was like things just came to a halt. It was like, right, wait, what is this that's going on? <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, 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 this is serious. They're really like stopping the NBA. Like, hold on here. You know, 
Like, I don't think that's ever been done. Not that I knew. Um, and I don't really follow sports. So, you know, that could be something that happened previously. But I think that was definitely the attention getter when major sports started, you know, when they stopped that and then just kind of trickled from there. And then the meetings and conventions industry came to a halt. Right. And it was like, okay, so now everyone's stopping and looking. I think it was really silent for a long time. Right. And yeah, people are trying to look and see, okay, so what's going to happen? What are we going to do? Um, the good thing is that we have a good team and we were looking like, well, we had already done online activities with Scan Trivia. We did that via our launch portals and right. we had launched those a few years back. And that was a way for attendees. Actually, we were using it as a tool, like an onboarding tool to get attendees to get engaged before they arrived at the event on site. Right. Um, so that was actually kind of cool. And we were like, okay, we do have some things in our, our box here that we can use, you know, to move forward. And, but we, we still, it takes clients to move forward. So we had to wait until others started to see what they were going to do. And I'm sure you saw this as well, but other planners, I think were kind of like, well, we have to wait because don't know what to do, you know? But then as they started to kind of wake up, like you say, the fear just kind of goes away a bit. Like you said, there's still some there, but now they're like, okay, we got to do something, you know? The attendees, they still need the information. The sponsors still need to get their information or vendors still need to get their information in front of the attendees, which I think is now why we're looking now or the planners are now going more into the virtual setting and doing the virtual events. I, I think you're right. I think back in March, I think everybody was a little shell shocked. I mean, all of a sudden you're right. Everything's canceled. We're told to shelter in place at home. I mean, I, I didn't even know what that was to shelter in place. And so I think there was a moment there when everybody thought, okay, I'm just going to go to sleep tonight. And when I wake up tomorrow, this is all just going to have been a bad dream. Mm-hmm. And now that you you are ahead of the game because, no pun intended, but you're <laughs> ahead of the game because you're right. You already had things in place. Maybe, you you know, they weren't designed for this originally, but they are designed for exactly what we're going through right now. And I think you're right. I think clients have been in that phase where what are we going to do next? How are we going to manage this? How are we going to handle it? So I think, again, you know, you're ahead of it, in fact, because you've got things in place that we can move forward. And I think you're right. Now it's the fall. We have some sense of some meetings have been successful and what they look like and how we're going to have to incorporate you know, the gamification aspect of things to get people excited about it and moving forward. Right. You know what? Speaking of, I want to go back to the pandemic pivot and mentioning an event. Um, One of your clients, I'm not going to say who they are just yet because their event is still active. Right. Um, They're going on through the end of the month. But I want to share this information because I was super excited. They did the first day or day one of their event last week and they got over 1,500 impressions. (gasps) This wow. is only seven sponsors <laughs> and they're virtual, totally virtual. <gasps> That's awesome. I did not know that. Well, yes. I'm not surprised. I mean, it <laughs> so much fun. Yes. That was so exciting. I'm sitting there watching the numbers like go up and up. I'm like, <laughs> this is awesome. This is great. <laughs> I mean, you know what? That alone just lets you know it works. I mean, it works. Everybody should be using this. Yes. And that's just day one. They still have three 
piece to go with this event. So I'm like, this is really good. And it just confirms, you know, just you can move forward. You know, like I said, hopefully the virtual thing is just temporary because I, I like being around people. I'm a people person. <laughs> right. But, but you can incorporate, you know, I think, and I know we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but I think that's the great thing about as we move forward, that you can incorporate this into a hybrid event. So you're mm -hmm. right. We can get back to some normalcy, if you will, to meeting in person. But I think now this opens the door for there always to be a virtual hybrid solution. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that's a good thing because there's going to be certain people who are right. comfortable with going out and there's going to be some that are not. So for the planners, thanks to what we're doing, they can win both ways. The, the right. sponsors are going to win both ways. Yeah, because they can reach both audiences. No, I think you're right. And I think, uh, you know, like you said, we don't want to hone in on all the negative. But I think if there is one positive sign, it's been the fact that maybe clients in the past who had not wanted to add uh, a hybrid aspect to their meeting, now they're just being pushed off the off the cliff and they have to. And I think what some of them have seen is their the increase in their participation has gone up exponentially. I mean, I think like you said, the numbers have been crazy, double, triple, you know, 10 times. Mm -hmm. so, there's always going to be a component of your your attendees who just can't make it physically for whatever reason, like you said, whether it depends on where they live or they have small children or they have, you know, at risk seniors that live with them, whatever it may be. Now, that part of the population, the segment of their membership is their needs are now being met in a way that they never were before. So I think that that will be the one silver lining is that you know, associations particularly are going to be like, oh, OK, you're right. Here is a whole nother way we can, you know, meet the needs of our population. Right. Right. Not to mention, since you brought that up, I remember that podcast too. think about and I know we're kind of going off on a tangent, but think about the the waste that's being saved. I think right. in that podcast I mentioned, I don't know how much of uh, waste was went towards travel. I wouldn't say waste, maybe um, pollution right. related to travel. And it was very high and it was something that I hadn't really thought about because you think about recycling, you think about during the event, you know, paper, um, water, you know, just resources like that. But when you think of fuel for the planes and the people traveling sometimes from across the world um, going to a location. So, yeah, now having hybrid events for those who, who are conscious about things like that or, or just can't get out or choose to stay home. You know, maybe snow. We're in Ohio. You know, it could be snowing. Don't want right. to work. Well, you know? You know, right. It could be finances. I mean, it could be anything. We were on a call the other day and we heard of a client who said that she normally has 20,000 people in person. And on her uh, a virtual event, she had 60,000. I mean, oh. uh, you know, if the average association has less than 25% of their membership based in-person attend a meeting, I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, it's the numbers are staggering. That's good. That's really good. Not to mention, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's good. I wow, you got me like speeches over here, Jill. That's <laughs> really good information because <laughs> I didn't. I thought about that, but I didn't think of it that way. So, yeah, if they're getting more people attending their events because they're able to now out of convenience, that's awesome. Well, and I think it allows, you know, even from gamification, I think it allows also to, you know, greater um, access to the content later on. You know, maybe there was always 
access to certain content after the meeting. But now, I mean, imagine being able to put that content on demand on your website for people to view at their leisure, whether they were able to attend the meeting during the actual dates or not. True, true. Right. And like, for example, like the launch portals um, is what I'm thinking of when you say that is because like when we showed you guys that we had that launch portal, we had videos set up, we had the QR code, the quantum QR code that had information related to the content that was displayed, which is very similar to how the virtual expos are now too. And like I said, we've been doing that for years. And to see this come around now in this environment with the virtual expo, that's great. It really is good to see that. I feel like we were ahead actually on what we were doing. (laughs) You know what? I, I think there's no question that you guys were ahead. And I think that that is another reason clients are really gonna enjoy working with you because you are already doing it. You know what needs to happen. And I think that's part of what makes planners nervous these days is not just one thing is new. It's all new. And I think they get very nervous as you know, listen, we did things the way we did them for years and it seemed to be working. And now again, we've just been pushed into a new world. And I think there's going to be a lot of great things that come out of it. But when when they partner with someone like you, you know, that component of it's already taken care of and I don't have to worry about how to make it happen. Jill, we just shared like a lot of good information <laughs> about events and where things are. And now let's look at 2021 and beyond. Now, knowing the previous segment, we talked about the pandemic pivot and just what we've seen in the industry and how we've all had to make changes, especially um, with what we're doing with events and going virtual. So let's let's look at 2021 and beyond and let's talk about moving forward and just some of the things that we would like to see as we go forward into the next year. So I'm going to start this off, if that's okay. Just I have some things I'd like to to talk about here uh, with moving forward. And what I see, this is my prediction here. Um, I think that there's going to be a continuation of hybrid events and then eventually going into traditional. But after talking, like in our previous segment, and what you shared about one of your clients and how their numbers pretty much tripled. I'm thinking that the hybrid is going to continue. Right. <laughs> I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, I think that's going to continue. I think we're going to get back to traditional events. Of course, I'm totally optimistic about that. I think that virtual, although it's good, you just, you can't replace that human connection. Right. You got to have that. You got to have that. It just does so much. Seeing someone smile when you're talking with them, shaking their hand, you know, just that interaction alone, people light up over things like that. Meeting people for the first time at networking events and just just what I've seen. Um, I think that we're going to get back to that for sure. And um, I personally, I feel like it's important to, to have that um, so that's just what I see. Like I said, I think we're going to have hybrid and then we're going to go on traditional. Um, and I think it's going to be a continuation of, of hybrid events. What do you think? I think you're hundred percent correct. I think that, um, it, again, that's the silver lining that it will bring a virtual component to our meeting. So there will be hybrid. I think you're right. There have been predictions in the past that meetings were gone and that people were going to do you know, everything via conference calls or whatever. I don't think that's the case. I think you're right. 
people are, are dying to get out and get back to meetings. So, but I think you're right. I think the hybrid will be the new, the new normal, if you will. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of fun ways to use gamification to engage both the virtual and the in-person, you know, participants. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yes. Yes. And since you mentioned gamification and, and as we go, even with the hybrid events, um, and again, we're speaking 2021 and beyond, scan trivia can actually be used for both. Right. And the attendee experience doesn't change. You know, what they would do in the traditional environment via our platform, they can do the same thing in the virtual environments as well. And the attendees, they can still earn their points and engage and their uh, points will show up on the leaderboard. So that competition element still remains. Exactly. (laughs) That's the key. (laughs) Yes, The competition element still remains. That will definitely be there. Um, But just to clarify, some of the differences um, that are available in traditional versus the virtual is that in the traditional setting, which is what we're looking forward to getting back to, we have a component, the interactive game wall, which is like the magnet of magnets (laughs) when it comes to attendees at events. (laughs) Right. There's. Yeah, there's just something about seeing that. If if you all who are listening have not seen that, go to the website and check it out. It's on scavengerhunt.biz. You can see the game all there. There's, I'm sure there's video on there as well, but the way that attendees engage on that game wall and not only that, like there's a competition piece. We talk about that a lot, but there's a business side to this and the attendees are learning they're not just playing and right. having fun, learning about the products and services that are being offered by your sponsors. They're learning about your sponsors. And it's a good way to increase your revenue because those spots on the game wall are available for sponsorships. So you could do a lot to increase your bottom line with Scan Trivia. We do partner with you on that and we give you lots of really cool ways that you can use the platform to not only engage your attendees but also to increase your revenue through sponsorships. So that's definitely something that you can do. No, but, and I think the other, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's the other thing that I think is really great about the gamification aspect of it is the engagement between the virtual and in-person when we get back to it, but also the fact that it can be over a different range of days. So like you're saying, you can kind of do pre-meeting, at the meeting, and then post-meeting. So for the exhibitors and the sponsors, it lasts a lot longer than the traditional meeting used to. You know, good point. I don't know why I didn't bring that up, Jill. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted me to. (laughs) That's why I had you on the show with me. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I just think, I think that is another, you know, another aspect where we can really look at it and say, look, this is, you know, more engagement for everybody. That is true. That is true. And the cool thing is, like you were saying, you could start if your event, for example, could be three weeks from today. You could start promoting the event now. The attendees can get on board now. They can start earning points and you could even do giveaways between now and three weeks from now when the event actually starts. That way, the attendees are now engaging, earning points, have their name on the leaderboard. And most importantly, they're learning about your event and about your sponsors and exhibitors that you have that you want them to know about. And all that's done and measured. 
So you can see the effectiveness of it as well, all through the Scan Trivia platform. I know. And I think that, you know, with the sponsorship, I think people have been concerned about how they were going to have their exhibitors have the same level. I think this is really going to expand, you know, what their sponsors and their exhibitors are going to get in terms of engagement. Right. That's very true. Um, because we can make it go as far as they like, as far as engagement and with the different types of questions they can engage with. And the cool thing is that they're on their phone and it's something that's intimate to them. So the information definitely sticks when they're engaging by way of the platform and using your content or the content for the event or for the sponsor as a way to just really drive home what it is that you want those attendees to leave with as far as information. Right. Exactly. Like you said, it's they're hearing it more than one time. Yes. Not to mention, we didn't mention it's green. Think right. about oh, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. You cut down on the you can cut down on the carbon footprint of your meeting. Definitely, which is so important. You know, cutting back on waste. And I think that's everyone's priority. It should be, in my opinion, at least to some extent, is to making sure that we are being mindful, if nothing else, being mindful. But we definitely are here at Scan Trivia. So going virtual definitely helps with that. And even with traditional events, you know, we do offer recyclable materials so that you're not just using something once and throwing it away. You can actually recycle that. So we are big on that as well. So, and again, as it relates to traditional events and the attendees networking and having that connection with each other, something, Jill, and I know you know about this, that we did that's really fun and out the box are the networking badges, but we put them on steroids and we, (laughs) (laughs) the game, two truths and a lie to these networking badges. This is my favorite. (laughs) I think it's mine too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When it's on the Scantrivia networking badges, it just does something else. People get super competitive and I've seen some really good two truth and a lie statements on these badges where you can't tell, like, I don't know which, which is the lie. They're all, they all sound unbelievable, you know? Right, exactly. And I I know I can see people at home now, like, okay, what's my lie going to be? Yes, yes. And even going back to ease of use, like the setup on that is totally easy as well. You know, it's (laughs) just, we put a lot of thought into this. When we put this together, we were like, okay, this has to be easy for the planner. This has to be easy for the attendees and it has right. to be easy for us. <laughs> so we kept it everyone is. in mind. <laughs> yes, yes, we kept everyone in mind. But back to the two truths and a lie. I actually did um, an interview with someone that is out of Columbus with the military. They are associated with um, the organization called Bunker Labs. Right. And they're actually a national organization. Um, but it's for veterans like myself, um, but it's for veterans. And we did a networking event in Columbus with the Bunker Labs crew here, and they had a blast. And you think sales teams are competitive. Wait until you get a bunch of veterans in a room together. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> you can only imagine. <laughs> They are competitive. They are competitive. But they had a blast with the two truths and a lie badges. 
And with that group, if you get a chance, those of you are listening, go back and hear that interview with Pete Georgia. But they had a blast. And something that he mentioned was that what the two truths and a lie does, it sparks a conversation. And he says something like, you know, you can't walk away and not smile and not laugh after talking to someone when you're playing two truths and a lie with scan trivia. Right. Yeah. And I just thought that was so cool because there are people who are just not really comfortable with walking up and talking to people on their own, like to strangers. But this definitely is a good icebreaker. Well, I think it is. And I think, you know, it'll also be the second icebreaker next time I see you. Oh, I remember your lie or (laughs) or I remember the interesting thing I didn't know about you before today. Right. Right. And you learn a lot about people. Now, Jill, this is what I found, too. I found that people, when they're doing their two truths and a lie, it's kind of like an indirect way of bragging. Right. Right. <laughs> so right. Exactly. Climb a mountain or ran a marathon. You can say all or if you speak five languages or if you don't, but they all sound like kind of unbelievable, unbelievable at the same time. <laughs> right. Exactly. I can be a, su- a superhero. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And I've seen some like that too. And I'm like, wow, that was a good one. And the one you think is a lie is like actually the truth. I mean, I I love those. They're just fun. Like no matter where you go, I, I love doing those. And plus you get to meet some really cool people. And the cool thing about it is like, if we're at an event and there's people you don't know, which is always the case, you know, you're, you're flying in people from all over the world to come to a sales meeting or an annual meeting. But now you can walk up to them and say, instead of saying, hi, my name is Shantae. It's like, hey, can I scan your badge? Right. (laughs) Exactly. I want to know about you right now. (laughs) Yes. So, and it just leads to fun and it leads to a really cool conversation. And again, some people get really competitive. And I've seen in some cases where they won't even give a hint to what their answer is. And you know that if you get the question wrong, you don't get a chance to go back and answer it again. So you're like, right. So Exactly. It's going to keep you engaging with that person. And I think that's another way is it helps people who, again, maybe are not so, so comfortable. Oh, hey, Shantae, come here. Come here. What Ed's lie is or or two truths about him. Mm -hmm. So I think it opens up the way for people to increase their networking. It does. It does. And it's tons of fun. Yeah. It is. I I encourage everyone to take a look at it. It's great. Jill, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. This has been so much fun. And I know that the listeners are going to want to know how they can find you. How can they contact you? So please share all the information that they can use to get in contact with you and then also what they can get from you. Great. Well, thank you, Shantae. So much fun. Really enjoyed it. I'm Jill Slater, and I'm with Helms Briscoe. You can call me at 704-301-3232 or email me at jslater, S-L-A-T-E-R, at helmsbriscoe.com. You can also go to our website, helmsbriscoe.com. And what clients get from us is a real partnership where we help you increase your attendance, maximize your revenue, and reduce your spend. And also have your attendees talk about your meeting later because we found you the right location and helped you with your contracting and negotiating. 
So Shantae, what about you? I know everybody's going to want to get in touch with you as well. Yes. Well, thank you, Jill. Well, you can find us under scanvengerhunt.biz is the website address. Everything is Scanvenger Hunt, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, just Scanvenger Hunt. And I'll spell it S-C-A-N-V-E-N-G-E-R Hunt. So it's Scanvenger Hunt. You can call us at 800-975-5161. Or if you need to reach out to us, you can visit our site and complete the contact form. Or you can send an email to service at scanvengerhunt.biz. And we'll work with you to provide gamification for your events and also help to increase your bottom line by showing you how you can use Scan Trivia for your sponsorships. So, Jill, I just want to say thank you because this, again, it's been fun. Like, I really enjoyed having you on the show. You lent valuable information to the listeners. And I know it's something that they're going to be able to use and apply for their events. And again, I just want to say thank you. And I really enjoyed having you here with me. Thank you. I really enjoyed being with you. Thank you. Thank you. And for everyone else, I want to just say the quote again from Albert Einstein, because to me, this is something that we can apply to right now. Again, here is the quote. The true sign of intelligence is not knowledge, but imagination. So for all of my meeting planners, event professionals, venue managers, thank you for listening and enjoy your day. I look forward to connecting with you all on the next episode of the Brilliant Events and Venues podcast. Until next time. Increase attendee engagement at your events with Scavengers Game-Based Mechanics. Learn more at scavengerhunt.biz or give us a call at 800-975-5161.